We fucking need each other. I need you. That's the scariest thing to say to someone, especially when it's true. For many of us humans in modern Western civilization, realizing that we need to intimately involve other people in our imperfect, unphotoshopped lives is a frightening thing. So we avoid it. We live alone, we eat alone, we sleep alone, we entertain ourselves alone, we travel alone, we don't ask for rides to the airport. We do just about anything and everything we can to avoid the vulnerable act of letting another human being into our life. Oh, and if we do let someone in, especially for the emotional stuff, we hire them because that's easier and we can control them. But here's the saddest part. It's only getting worse. In fact, if we continue in the direction we're headed, we might look back at our lives and wish for even the meager dose of connection we get now. We might long for the days before we collectively adjusted our concept of what's normal to something so paltry and robotic that things like depression, constant anxiety, and lack of fulfillment are things we just assume are part of the human condition. Humanity. What a fucking mess we are. We're so afraid to need each other that when outside influences compel us to isolate ourselves, we hardly resist. People banding together isn't good for commerce. How are companies supposed to sell you a new lawnmower if you share one with all your neighbors? Why would we long to connect with thousands of virtual friends if our cup is already full from the small group of actual friends that we see on a regular basis? We shun dependency by putting independence and self-reliance on a pedestal. But whether we like it or not, we are hopelessly dependent on each other. We need a tribe and we need community. It's not something we can opt out of unless we're willing to settle for a low, measly amount of mental health. While some forms of dependency are absolutely unhealthy, so is the fear of dependency. If we structure our lives to not need anyone, that actually becomes its own kind of dependency. Allow me to explain. When we quit depending on people, we become dependent on the means that allow us to avoid people, which almost always involves a need to earn a surplus of money. We work extra hard at jobs that make us anxious so we can pay for the luxury of avoiding uncomfortable conversations with other humans. For example, consider the return on investment of this simple question. Hey neighbor, could I borrow blank? Over the course of your life, that will save you thousands of dollars. And the only price is feeling uncomfortable. Just imagine all the trouble we go through because we're afraid of that simple request. Privacy hoarders. When left to our own devices, humans in Western culture trend toward independence, isolation, and privacy. Consider what it would be like today in 2019 to visit a friend at their home completely unannounced. It's weird, right? But was it weird 20 years ago? Why did that change? Thanks to technology-enabled communication, we've been given the opportunity to have more privacy, so we impulsively snatched it up. It's not technology's fault, it's ours. We hoard privacy, then pass it off as empowerment, but it's not. 
It's our fear of intimacy, especially the messy kind. You know, the kind of intimacy you can't control, the kind that has you feel exposed, seen, witnessed, and alive. How much more privacy do we need? Or maybe a better question is, how much more would we take if it were available? As the world becomes more and more digitalized, we will have more opportunities to not need people. And will we take them? You're damn right we will, because we're idiots and we have no clue what's best for us. We're convinced that dependence is for suckers, that we don't need anyone, or that we can somehow live a life that's free from the burden of other people's messiness. But that's a complete delusion. We fucking need each other. Sure, if you lower the standard of living to good enough or functional, then you could make the case that we could live our lives alone but if we hope to overcome things like constant anxiety, addiction, manic behavior, depression, and constantly jonesing for the next social media validation fix, then we need to consider that our only hope is to bow at the altar of other people. We need to get on our fucking knees. We need to cry out in desperation and let other people know that without them, we're fucked. We literally can't do it without them. Whether we want to admit it or not, we are effectively dependent on other people if we want a happy life. We need our families too. And I'm not talking about chosen families, although they are absolutely important. I'm talking about our actual families, the people that raised us. We need our moms, our dads, our grandparents, and we need our siblings. Yes, there are exceptions to this. Some families are abusive and distance and space is what they need. But most of us don't fall into that category. Open bars and alcoholics. If you're an alcoholic, it's hard to say no to booze. Now imagine that instead of needing to go to the store and spend your money, you live with a mobile bar that follows you around everywhere you go, offering you free drinks. Not only that, but the bartender is incredibly attractive, makes great conversation, and always offers you exactly the kind of drink you like you're completely fucked. That's our life today with the kinds of technology companies are using to give us what we want, quote unquote. But that's the problem. An alcoholic wants to get drunk, but it's also the thing that will kill her. We're addicted to isolation and every marketer knows it. So they gladly feed us what we want in return for our business. We need a radical shift in thinking if we hope to survive. This isn't some nuisance we can brush off. This is the fight of our lives. This is Thanos with the infinity gauntlet about to snap his fingers and turn everything we love into coffee grounds. And the truth is, it would be easier if there was a Thanos. Because then we'd have a collective enemy in the form of a villain that we could blame and subsequently vanquish. But we don't. Nope. Not even Donald fucking Trump gets that honor. Our villain is not a person or an organization or anything we could kill or outlaw. It's culture. It's everything we've been told. It's the uninvestigated beliefs we've been sold by living in a modern Western society. And ultimately, the enemy must be overcome from within through simple choices we make every day. It's overcome every time we pick up the phone and have a difficult conversation instead of sending a passive-aggressive text. It's overcome every time we engage in meaningful conversations with strangers. 
It's overcome every time we get the courage to admit that we like someone versus playing cool and pretending like we don't care. It's overcome every time we let ourselves fall apart in front of our friends because that honor isn't just reserved for our therapist. It's overcome every time we get in touch with our deep longing for human connection because it lives in all of us, no matter what the latest personality tests say. We're humans, not tigers. We belong in a tribe, and we fucking need each other. This has been We Fucking Need Each Other, written and read by Dave Buddha for the website buddhism.com. And one little note, I have a event that uh, has been going on for five years, and it's called Intimacy Fest. And it's really based on a lot of the principles that I'm talking about in this piece. And so uh, if you enjoy it and you resonate with it, check out intimacyfest.com. It's a small group, about 50 people who gather every June. And uh, yeah, might be something you dig. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.